Welcome back to the Elite Football Show. It's Friday, so what else can we talk about other than fantasy football? We're back for game week four, and I'm Kieran. I'm your host today, and I'm joined by Hayter. How are you doing today? I'm good, mate. Look, the transfer window's shutting on Monday, so we can finally just thank God get get over this terrible transfer window for United fans, probably Arsenal fans as well. If you look at it, although yeah. they might do a couple of deals. Um, and yeah, just move forward and let's just focus on the football because I'm just sick and tired and Twitter's not a fun place right now. So what a nice way to get our heads away from it with fantasy football. Although I did really badly this week again. So that to makes it fair, even worse. To be fair, I think everybody did pretty badly this weekend. I was looking at some of kind of the statistics and the obvious one that jumped out was the average was 43, which which was abysmal. Um, luckily, I think I got in the 50s, which just got barely above. Um, I mean, I got 39, yeah, so I was below average. And I use my uh, wild card. Yeah, that's what I've seen that over 300,000 users used their wild card last week. And the average of the teams that used their wild card was 41. It just, it was, oh. it was one of those weeks where there was a lot of goals, but from players that weren't really used as much in fantasy football, probably other than Jamie Vardy. Yeah, but, uh, it was yeah. It's it was just one of those weeks. Like you even look at at City, the score was they had Mares, um scoring for them, and only I think it's like eight or nine percent of people have him on their team. Obviously, because everyone's gone with like De Bruyne, Aguero, Sterling, all of those. Even though Aguero's out, um, but not many seem to go with Mares, which look we're going to talk about in in this but I think what's happening with their forward line probably helps Mares more because he gets more of the ball um but yeah so what we're just going to do is we are going to pick some of the players that impressed us in the game week from last week um because again it, it was a weird week so we it's probably not going to be the same as what we've seen from before um so we're gonna alternate it again from last week so i believe last week you had the goalkeepers and midfielders so i'll take that this week and you can take the defenders and the strikers now goalkeepers was it was kind of a difficult one because of there was so many goals going in so i've only actually picked two for the goalkeepers this week because everybody else is pretty average in terms of it look we've spoken about martinez before but i think he got six points which was fine um, but the only two that really kind of stood out was the Leeds goalkeeper, Meslier, who got man the match in his game, got 10 points. If you can get that from a goalkeeper, you're laughing. Um, but I think he was probably owned by very little amount of people because Leeds have kind of conceded quite a lot of goals early on, especially in those first two games. But they played very well against Sheffield United. But we know what Sheffield United's attack has been like so far this season. And then we have Darlow for... Newcastle who basically kept them in that game against Tottenham. If it wasn't for him, that game could have been five, six, one. Five, six. Oh, easily. Easily, yeah. yeah. So really they were the only two standout performances in terms of goalkeepers. When we talk about a bit later on about transfers, I think it comes it comes back to you need to really look at kind of those um the fixtures and see who has the best matchup in order to kind of pick those types of positions. So with the defenders, so uh, throw it over to you there hater yeah the defenders was an interesting one this week i mean if you have a look at the top scorers both of them 
exceeded sort of just the clean sheets. So the first one is Tyrone Mings, uh, rated at five million as well. It's surprising he got an assist last week, so he's got twenty two points overall. I mean, Villa have started really, really well. Surprisingly, I think they surprised yeah. a few, and I think they could surprise a few this season. Actually, they look they're looking strong. So yeah, Tyrone Mings got uh, twelve points, which is fantastic return for a defender. He scored a goal. He got a clean sheet. And one bonus point. The reason why he didn't get, and I know you'll go on to it in the midfielders, but there was someone in Villa's midfield who absolutely killed it, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you've got to have a look at look. Villa, an interesting one because I think I, there's not many players I'd have in my team. I've got Jack Grealish to be fair, and he did score the opening goal. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't have thought putting a defender in. But then you look at, as you said, Emi Martinez. He's the top point scorer for a goalkeeper. So and rated at four point five million, I think that's fantastic value. Second yeah. one was Masuaku as well i think he's an interesting one at four and a half million he's only owned by about 0.5 percent to be honest i would be putting him in because no one foresaw a four nil win for west ham against wolves who are always good defensively again it's a match fitness point of view i think united city and wolves would be an idea maybe to even avoid some of their players for a little bit till they get their match fitness up but masuaku he got an assist clean sheet three bonus points fantastic return for someone only 4.5 rated. And then there was Robertson, who was the next player to... I haven't actually written down what he got, but I think he got 10 points. Um, he got a goal yeah. and two bonus points. Uh, didn't get the clean sheet. Uh, you know, I look, I, the thing is with him and Trent are very interchangeable. You can you can have Trent, same price. You can have Robertson. I don't think Trent started the season very well, if I'm being honest, but you know in the long run, it's a long-term game, right? You can either pick the fixtures and rotate them in and out, or you just stick with one, which is what I'm probably going to do, and then just go the whole season. Because in the end, Trent will probably be above Robertson in terms of uh, points, just purely because his assist record is fantastic. So that is the defenders, Kieran. Have you got any comments on that before you go on to the midfielders? Yeah, I think it's it's one of those weeks where people are probably happy to have um, Robertson in because he hasn't done too much prior to last week. You haven't seen much from the two wingbacks from Liverpool, which is a bit of a surprise early on because... Last season, it was they got very consistent points, but um, it seems a lot of the Liverpool players are getting it in spurts. Some players are playing great in one game and not in another. Um, but again, look, we've mentioned it so many times. Liverpool are probably a class above everybody else now. If you don't have at least one of their attacking players in in your team, you're doing something wrong. Um, but yeah, I guess the other one is just with Mings. The fact that it's I think him and Kansa are two of the top kind of point scores in in defense and it's it is crazy to see Villa like that I guess people thought Villa might have had a decent season last season maybe it just survived the first year and then kind of improve and try and build on it because they made a few nice signings in the last couple of days they bought well. well yeah, yeah but so. I think they bought well um, and they remember they bought Bertrand Traore again so that's some more goals in the team uh yeah. ollie watkins obviously they bought someone recently as well i can't i can't remember who it was but they're no yeah. they're doing some fantastic stuff so i think villa i always tip them to stay up because i think now they retained Grealish, they might show a bit more ambition which they've done yeah absolutely so then the midfield was a weird one this week because you'd expect to be seeing the likes of de bruyne mane salah well mane had some good points he's not going to be one of the ones i speak of today we had bowen which got 15 points you again it goes to that game again for West Ham against Wolves I don't think anybody expected that to happen I think most people expected Wolves to kind of go in there and easily dominate the game and it just didn't happen then what we have with Villa is Conor Hurahan so again got 14 points and 
you wouldn't have expected. Look, he is he's a great crosser of the ball, so you're probably gonna get a couple of assists from him. So if you're having a, a Villa player, because he t- I know he takes a lot of their free kicks and corners and stuff as well. So it makes sense. But again, for me, I can't trust Villa just yet. They don't score enough goals normally um, to kind of have more than kind of one player on their team. And then you have Mares. Again, I just mentioned previously that I think he's been, he's seen that the fact that they don't have a striker, he's taken a more advanced role. He's coming in from that right-hand side and he's, he he was one of their better players against Leicester. Unfortunately, the defense really let them down. He probably would have got more if it wasn't for kind of them constantly getting caught out onto the break. Um, so that's the three kind of top players I would have said in terms of midfield from last week. And then we'll move on to the strikers. Yeah, one point on Hurhan. I think it's four assists and one goal in the first two games. Yeah, uh, which is very very interesting. So he's probably not someone I would have thought, but. You need someone who's a um, a budget option, I think, in that in your team in that midfield because there's so many expensive midfielders. Aubameyang yeah. for me has not done it yet. That we we spoke about it on the EFS weekly show yesterday. Is Aubameyang potentially starting to decline a little bit? We did that with Paul. So make sure you check that out um, yeah. because that's a really great video. So we upload that today. That's EFS weekly show. But moving on to the forwards because we've got very little time today. But um, Jerry Vardy's the obvious one. You know, rated at 10 million, I think you're getting a ridiculous return for someone rate like who's valued at that low. I mean, he got a hat trick, as we all know. Three bonus points, uh, 17 points is just a ridiculous return. And he's just looking better and better as the years go on. I mean, he's 33 years old. He doesn't look like he's lost a yard of pace. If anything, he's got quicker. Yeah. But that city back line, again, that's an anomaly result. I don't think if that result, ha- if that fixture happens six months later, I don't see how. City lose out 5-2. It's the same with West Ham with Wolves. I don't see how Wolves lose out again. You, no one could have predict, predicted that. But um, one thing to note is Vardy's 75% chance of playing. He's got a hip injury. I think he'll play, but uh, yeah. that's one to watch out for. Now, the next one's a very surprising one, and that's Callum Robinson from West Brom. I don't think anyone would have predicted. He's rated the 5.5. Right. Uh, yeah, no Irish fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two absolute peach of, of a goal as well wasn't it the two great goals yeah. uh, he got two goals three bonus points 13 points look they were three and all up to chelsea after 27 minutes i don't think anyone would have predicted that i actually think west brom played some nice football i've watched them two or three times now even against i think everton it was when they lost five two they played some nice football but they're very open at the back so i wouldn't be putting any west bromwich uh players in there but if i was going to put a player in if you wanted a budget striker i suppose robinson could be one but uh, Dean Garner is another one in midfield. He'd be probably your shout as well. Um, or Pereira. So they've got some good attacking players. But um, the next one, the final one's Danny Ings. Finally, Danny Ings has done something. He's rated at 8.4 million. He's very, very, he's very expensive, I think. I don't. I, I think there's better options out there for that price. I mean, last yeah. year was a great option because he was cheap, but his price has gone up. But he got a goal, a clean sheet, three bonus points, and that was nine points. So... Yeah, none of the big guns. No Harry Kane's, no Martial. Um, who else is there that's big gun? No Lacazette, anyone like that. Jimenez no is another one. Yeah, he completely blanked. So, uh, yeah, some interesting ones. But I think what's telling you is you've got to have Jamie Vardy. Yeah, it's it, that's that's what it seems like. And with the amount of penalties that have been kind of been scored over the last kind of couple, couple of weeks, it just seems like it's going to be important to have at least one of those penalty takers in your side. Um, but yeah, so we've come to the end of September. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to say who our kind of top three players were 
in September in terms of fantasy. We'll pick kind of what I, it doesn't have to be a specific position, but we'll just see who who we think kind of has stood out so far in the first three weeks of the season. Before we start that, I'm just going to remind everybody to make sure you like and subscribe. We have lots and lots of great content coming out, especially this fantasy football show every single week. So without further ado, I'll go through kind of, I'll pick out three of mine. My first one was one I didn't expect to hit the ground running so quickly was Castagna for Leicester. That's what that's who I chose. <laughs> he's yeah. a phenomenal mate. Yeah, he's got 27 points. Uh where he's playing, it's it's ridiculous. Look, obviously people think because Leicester won 5-2, but before that, there wasn't many really impressive performances by them. They're playing well, but nothing that you would think that one of their players would be the top one of the top scorers in fantasy. Um one of the other ones I think you're going to have to pick because he's been on my team the past two or three weeks is Calvert-Lewin. I think scoring a hat-trick um, against West Brom, then doing it again this midweek, hopefully he can kind of continue that. Um, and then the last one, it's it's kind of a tricky one. I don't want to steal any of your thunder here, but I'll go with, I'll go with one of the Liverpool lads and I'll go with Salah just because, look, he has 28 points. It's... He's done what you've expected him. Look, he had one week where Mane scored and he didn't get as many points. But again, through three weeks, he has 28 points. I don't think you can complain too much about that. So those would be my three for um, September. Yeah, great shout I mean, I can't disagree with any of them. The first one I'm going to start with is Patrick Bamford. I think he's someone that people know scores in bursts. He's someone that I thought, nah, he's going to struggle in the Premier League. But he's been great, hasn't he? And I think he, his form will drop. I, I'm not in any doubt about that because that is just a player he is. He's a confidence player. But at rated, he started at five and a half. He's gone up to 5.8 million. 29 points, three goals, two assists, a clean one clean sheet, five bonus points. That's a fantastic return after three games. He's He was on my bench. He scored again. I just didn't expect him to score. And it would not surprise me with that City defence if he scores again on the weekend. Yeah. Um, the next one's a funny one because I think people... He's not scored as many points but it's uh Luca Dino because I just think that in the long run he's going to be one of the most important big value defenders that you bring in yeah. one of the best crosses uh, in the league out of anyone he's fantastic at it he's got Cavaloon who's just so brilliant in the air he's looking he's just looking really really good isn't he and Dino yeah. will profit from that he's got uh, two assists so far in three games one clean sheet four bonus points He's not as high. He's not scored as many points as Castagne, but he will in the long run. I think. I think Everton are our dark horses this year. I, I firmly believe that now. And uh, the final one is a bit of a funny one, maybe. But Wolf Zaha, has, he's already matched what he did yeah. in terms of goals and uh, goal tally last year. Got he's got three already. He looks sharp, and Palace are playing much better on the counter now. They're looking much more. I think they're looking much more direct, and he's playing further forward. He's not doing. He's doing less defensive duties now, and. I've always been a big fan. I've always said United should bring him back if they're not going to go and sign, you know, let's say a Sancho. So I think Zaha's one to watch out. And they're playing Chelsea, and Chelsea defence is is poor. A lot of people yeah. are predicting Chelsea to win, but if they if Palace is strong in defence, if they sit back and they play on the counter, Chelsea could be in for real trouble because his pace is devastating. So yeah, they're my three players. Dean is a bit of a funny one, but I think in the long run he will he will profit a bit more. Yeah, I think that's a really good point on. The Chelsea and Palace. I think Palace have been really good defensively, been well structured, and then when they get their chances, they've been able to counterattack every team so far. So I think that's that's a good one. Um 
And then I think for our next segment, which we're going to go on to kind of the transfers, I've kind of focused probably a lot of my attention this week because I've seen how important it's been over the last few weeks is to look at your matchups. It's how kind of I came to the conclusion of actually putting the likes of Calvert-Lewin into my team and it's worked out wonders for me in the last couple of weeks. So I think the way it's looked is those players that have the good matchups are the ones that you're starting to see are getting the higher points. Um, so again, we'll go with, I'll do um, the goalkeepers, midfielders, you can do the defenders and strikers. Um, so the three that I kind of picked out would have been the first one again, one of the top scorers from last week was Darlow. So they're playing against Burnley this this week. So look, I don't expect many goals in the game, but you might have a chance to get a clean sheet there for, for Darlow if, he's, if Newcastle are on it defensively, because the week before they were they were terrible defensively so it's, it's kind of hard to to tell but he's probably a good shout in that game you have at a bit of a higher price Casper Schmeichel who's coming up against West Ham after West Ham scoring four goals last week I, I can't see them replicating that this week again um and then the one that I think a lot of people probably have already is McCarthy for Southampton who are up against West Brom this week so that's I know West Brom scored the three goals against Chelsea, but prior to that, they haven't looked that potent going forward, especially when they've played kind of the more middle-of-the-table teams where they're expected to attack as well. Yeah, McCarthy's probably the person that I'm going to bring in. I mean, I've got two... I've gone with the strategy, and maybe this is... Because I could I could save 0.5 million, but I've gone for a double-keeper strategy just this year, which I've never done. So I've got two keepers who are starting... Pope and McCarthy, and I just rotate them. Yeah, I feel like, but the problem is, no one's keeping clean sheets. Yeah, so that's the problem. Maybe that's not going to work. <clears throat> but I've got two strong keepers. Obviously, Burnley play Newcastle, and McCarthy's playing, um, as you said, West Brom. So there's options there for me. Defenders again. Yeah, I agree with you. I went for the matchups. I think in the past, and what people do is they decide they look at a big name and think, oh, okay, Martial's in good form. I'm going to play him. But you've actually, you're right. You've got to do the matchups, and I haven't been doing that this year. But what I will say is. The first obvious one is Castagne again. Lesser against West Ham United. Castagne is at home. You could even go for James Justin. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to do because I used my wild card last week, so I don't want to <laughs> be making too many transfers. And you could get away with Justin because, again, Justin's another player who you could have said has been impressive. 17 points. Started at 4.5 million. He's a bargain. Yeah. Uh, he's played really well. So, But I'm going to go for Castagne because he offers more of a goal threat. Um, and against that West Ham too, I just think that results an anomaly. Lesser looking very good at home. So I would go for that one. That's the first one. Second one, again, looking at the matchups, it's an obvious one. You could go for either one, Trent or Robertson, one of them. But look, Liverpool, I believe, I think they're playing home. They're the best best team in the league by, by a long shot. So I would just be keeping one of them in your side for the prolonged period. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't put Allison in, but I'd put one of those fullbacks because they're just going to, they're going to influence the game in terms of assists. So, that's the second one. Final one, again, I've mentioned earlier, but it'd be Luca Dino against Brighton. I just think, and these are all quite expensive options, by the way, but I just think that they're in ridiculous form, aren't they, Everton? Calvert-Lewin is looking, looks two back-to-back hat-tricks, so he's just looking so good. And I just think Dino offers so much, so those would be my three. You know, some people, and if you go on the fantasy football website, they talk about Reese James, but Chelsea can't defend at all no that, and that's the problem doesn't matter how good you are going forward and they've got they've had some favorable fixtures and match matchups last week you would have thought 
right, clean sheet. This week, like we said, Palace are going to be much more difficult than you think. They, they smashed United the other day. So, yeah, I, I think that that would be a risk to bring a Chelsea defender in. Yeah, look, and I'll move this even with kind of the midfielders. Is I find it risky to have any Chelsea player in my team right now because they just aren't performing to the level that you want, and especially to a level where you get points in fantasy football. While they might have a few decent performances here and there, there's not really anybody that's kind of playing to the value that you'd see some fans having them on their team. Um, so my first one kind of goes back to what you're saying with Palace and Chelsea, the first midfielder I'd be looking at if, especially because this week I think is a little bit different with Son being injured that you're looking at possible players to come in instead of them. So the first one I had was Zaha. I think he's been excellent the first couple of weeks. Um, I think the second one that I have and you can kind of go between kind of two or three of them and you pr probably bring someone in in the man city midfield because they're up against Leeds. i think if you have the funds to do it this is probably a perfect game to have kevin de bruyne come in because i think he's going to have a lot of opportunities here he probably i wouldn't be surprised seeing getting a, a goal and a couple of assists based on the way Leeds have played defensively thus far you saw it against liverpool where there was big gaps between the midfield and the defense. If they do that against City, we're probably in for another goal fest anyway. Um, and then really the other ones that I had were in that kind of City and uh, Leeds game. I had Click from Leeds, who's had an excellent start to the season. And then I had Mares as well for, for City. I just think that's the game in terms of midfield if you're making changes and especially with the likes of Son going out it's probably one to look at because I expect a lot of goals and really for your midfield that's kind of what you want the more goals the better um the last one that just to kind of go maybe more mid-table clash I you could even look at Pereira to play against Southampton for West Brom I think he's been very impressive the first couple of weeks and I think he's only something like six million so if you want a bit of a lower one I guess the other one that I would mention is if you were planning on because Son is out for the next couple of weeks. Harvey Barnes or James Madison could be a, an option for Leicester as well. So what do you think about the strikers? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> On, um, I would say, sort of Foden is someone just picking up in midfield. Cause I've yeah. got him. I really do think City are missing David Silva. I know he wasn't particularly good last year, but they're still trying to adjust and how they're going to play Foden. I mean, Foden's been playing a bit on the wing as well, which um, <clears throat> I don't think that's his best position. I think he's better centrally, but I think City have got a few problems. You might even see Ferran Torres play a little bit because with Sterling now playing as a striker, you know, I agree with you. Morris should be the first choice right winger at City. I don't understand why he doesn't play enough. After the restart, he's yeah. one of the best players in the league he's so underrated honestly and i just don't understand i can understand his frustration for not playing more because the guy impacts the game all the time every time he plays brilliant player um look the forwards i'm going to go for again they're pretty obvious and you got to look at the matchups but you can't look past calvert lewin can you like i said earlier back-to-back -back hat tricks most transferred in player this week as well, 650k. If you don't have him in your team by now, then I think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, again, he's playing Brighton. He's just surprising me each week. I was one of those that said, I don't rate him. I don't think he's that great. But every single week, he's surprising me. He's got a hat trick against West Ham, obviously, in the League Cup. He got a hat trick against, um, who was it? Against uh, Brighton, I believe, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, sorry, West Brom. Got a hat trick West against West Brom. Brom. 
Yeah. Was it West Brom? Yeah, it was West Brom. He's just doing so, so well. So, yeah, he's one for me, which uh, he's definitely taken a step up with Ancelotti. And at 7.4 million now, he's a bargain. Next one is <laughs> Jimenez. Because, again, I know Wolves had a shocker, but they're playing Fulham. And I just don't know what I can say about Fulham. They're so, yeah. so bad. I think Scott Parker could be in the running for the first manager sacked. They're just... Think it'd be the end of October. Easily, easily. And you look at it though, they haven't got a uh, they bought quite well. Kenny Tete and uh Ariola. Ariola played at Real last year, so he's not a bad keeper. Yeah. They're just they are lacking a lot of quality in that squad. And the problem is is that they had a lot of players that when they went down to the championship, they played them. Last time they were in the Premier League before, they didn't play them, but when they went down, they played them, they'll come back up, and then you know they're not at the level that yeah. that's required. But you're playing them even though it doesn't make sense, you know, if that makes sense. So they've still got a championship squad. We know that. So I think Jimenez, I expect Wolves to get a few goals there. Jimenez to get a few goals. Um, look, they just had a shocker against Wolves, uh, against West Ham. It, these things happen. And then the other one is Danny Ings, Southampton versus West Brom. Again, rated at 8.4 million. You could even captain Ings. I just think West Brom are very open at the back. But I just think Southampton are difficult to to sort of judge at the moment i'm really struggling with how how they're going to play they're a fantastic side they bought really well they've got a great manager they haven't really hit their stride yet so they're a difficult one i think you've got to mention as well possibly possibly it sounds a bit crazy but um i think you could maybe even mention timo Werner. possibly he did score his first goal and they are playing a Palace side. But again, when they're sitting so deep, and this is a thing we spoke about the other day, Werner excels when he's on the on the, um, on the the shoulder of the defender, you know, playing on the last man. And he will not be doing that. So you could very much see Giroud coming for this game or Tammy Abraham. So I think if Chelsea do yeah. that, they've got more of a chance. But again, I just wouldn't look past these three. Looking at the other players, maybe you could choose Lacazette because they're playing Sheffield United. Again, he's very expensive, so I wouldn't be bringing him in. And then... Uh, Liverpool as well. Again, you wouldn't bring Firmino in, would you? So it's a difficult one. But yeah, I would say Calvert-Lewin, Jimenez and Ings. Possibly Callum Wilson against Burnley. But again, low scoring game. I don't expect a lot of uh, goals there. So um, And then maybe Mope against against Everton. But again, I'd be sticking with Calvert-Lewin, Jimenez or Danny Ings. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm very happy with that considering two of my strikers are cover Lewin and Jimenez this week and then my other one is Patrick Bamford who hopefully that'll be a big score against uh against Man City and uh, I'm very take happy Mar this weekend yeah I've got to take Martial out I have yeah. to take him out he's got to go but I've got cover Lewin I think I need to make a big change I've also got Son so really I've got some money to play with this week I've got potentially 18 million that I can take That's out good. so we'll see what happens yeah so for our last kind of segment I've been kind of scrolling through twitter to see what were some of the most common questions that were coming up and i think we'll go i'll go through kind of the three kind of biggest ones the first one that i kind of mentioned already is with son being injured um who do you think that players that do have son should be bringing in to replace them with <laughs> i'm one of them that's an interesting one uh, it look i think james is is an option I've already got Hamez. He's not yeah. really scored many points, but at 7.5 million, you let's say you have Son who's 9 million, you have 1.5 million to play with. That is that is great in fantasy football. So he'd be one of them. The next one would be Zaha, I think. I think you can't really look past him. He's someone who will get opportunities on the weekend. I, I'm 
I have no doubt about it. Tomorrow against Chelsea, he'll get options. And the third one, it's a difficult one. You, I mean, I think you might be looking, like you said, at Mares again. I think that I think they're similar price range, I believe. And I just think you got to. There would be more the top bracket ones, but then going forward, you might want to go for something a bit cheaper, and you might decide that you want a Grealish, perhaps, or a Hurahan. But I think playing against Liverpool is a bit risky. Um, but yeah, I would probably be going for Zaha, Mares, or uh, James. Yeah, I I agree because I've mentioned some of those previous, even one that I mentioned from Leicester. If you wanted to go Harvey Barnes to get an extra kind of, I think it's like a million and a half in for Son. And you could kind of use that on your strikers, which kind of comes to my next point is, is it time to give up on anti-martial so early on? Look, I thought last week he would score. He's going to score a lot of goals this year, by the way. I'm yeah. convinced. And at 9 million, it's very cheap. You look at Werner. Werner came in and was 9.5. It doesn't make sense, really, does it? Martial should have really probably been a 9.5, 10 million uh, pound player. They're playing Spurs. I think United are going to win 2-1 against Spurs. But my issue mm -hmm. with the Spurs game is that, again, Spurs are going to sit very, very deep. And how many times has Martial, Martial scored goals in games where they sit very deep? He has scored, obviously. We've seen it before. But I just feel like in the build-up play, he's coming very, very deep, isn't he? You might get an assist from him. I just don't see him scoring against Spurs. I think it's going to be a penalty or something like that ilk. And... And then, and you know, and another goal, maybe a breakaway goal. But um, I am going to take him out this week. I mean, I don't know about yeah. you. Would you agree? I, I just, I yeah. think the only okay. United player I'd have is Bruno. And even then, he's too expensive when I'm looking around because I want to have Salah. So yeah. if you don't have Salah, then you want to take out. No. Yeah, look, if if you're looking at players that are around the same or a similar price range, I picked out four. You've Ings, Jimenez, Martial, and Werner. And if the, if you have to pick two of those, which two do you think you'd be picking? This week is Ings and, and Jimenez completely. Exactly. Look, and I think the problem is that there are a lot of people in fantasy that do just focus in on kind of the big six teams, and you need to focus in on the players that produce for their for their teams. You have to remember as well, for Martial and Werner, neither one of them take the penalties. Exactly. With the, with the amount of penalties that go on, and then Ings and Jimenez do, Jamie Vardy does. So really, if I was picking any asset for United, I'd be sticking with Bruno Fernandes because anything can happen. He had a pretty bad game against Brighton, and yes, so got goal and a, yeah, a goal and assist. So that's the type of thing that you're looking for. The last thing I think it goes in with the Werner question is, when is it time to kind of give up on some of these Chelsea signings and bring kind of different players in because a couple of them are overrated in the price and they're just not producing right now. So should people stick with the players and just hold out and hope that they'll improve and get better points? Or is it time to sub them out for this week? I think anyone that put any of Chelsea's big players straight in were foolish because of the fact that it takes so much time to adapt to the Premier League. Not everyone does a Bruno, for example. For me, yeah. I've had Reese James in there because I thought, you know what, defensively, yes, they're not the best, but Reese James is an attacking outlet for them. He's a fantastic crosser. We saw his goal against Brighton. He's got a, he's got a goal threat. He's got an attacking threat. But you can't put a Chelsea defender in because their defence is so bad. There's no system to it. Going on to Havertz, I mean, he's what 8.5 8 million, I thought, straight away, way too expensive. You can yeah. get Hammers for cheaper. You can get uh, Son for about half a million more. You can get Mares. There's other players you can get. Bruno's, what, two million more. So there's other players you can get. So I never thought he was never an option. 
But Werner was one that I thought was going to hit the ground running a bit more. I wouldn't be touching any Chelsea players until I have have seen them consistently produce for a three, four week period. They are having to gel a lot of players in, but also I just don't think they've got the manager that quite knows what he's going to do with them. So I wouldn't be touching Chelsea at all, to be honest with you. I think they're way overpriced, as you said, for what they are. And the same with United right now. I wouldn't touch any United players. And City, I'm starting to avoid. It's only really De Bruyne, isn't it? And yeah, maybe Sterling, because Sterling will play striker, maybe Morris. But United players are another ones I'd avoid. You've got to be clever here and who's in form and, and you've got to pick. And there's some good players who are not in the top six or in form. Yeah, absolutely. Look, again, it's it's one of those that hopefully we'll get a bit more of a normal week this week in terms of fantasy football. Everybody does a little bit better than the averaging of 43 from last week. Just like I, just like I said, send in your questions because then we can kind of, we'll call out your handle and we'll kind of go through it. For this week, I was just picking out the most common questions that we could see this week on Twitter. So make sure you get your questions in for next week. We'll call it out and we'll let you know where what you should do. Um, for now, that's that's going to be us for today. But again, just make sure that you like, subscribe, leave your comments, and share it all over Twitter, Facebook, anything that you have. Um, thanks for today, Hater. No, it's all, mate. It's been a pleasure and. Uh... Yeah, I think I've got a better idea of what I'm going to do this weekend. Well, today, in fact, for my team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll listen to myself and, and you. So, yeah, nice yeah. one. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, thanks.